When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jace and our sponsors today, Big D Marine, Boyd's One Stop, Mainstream Marketing, and the Belleville Meat Market. And uh, prayers out to the folks in Mississippi last night. Man, what a tornado. And we're just getting bits and pieces of it now. It'll be, uh, man, what a monster. All right, looking at uh, weather right now. Speaking of weather, it's 71 down on the island in Galveston. And some clouds this morning, they'll give way to generally sunny skies for the afternoon with a high of 77. North winds will be 5 to 10. That hadn't changed since yesterday. And then tonight, clear to part and cloudy with a low of 66. East-southeast winds 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, variable clouds with scattered thunderstorms, high of 74 southeast 10 to 20 miles per hour that rain chance tomorrow is 50 percent got another frontal system moving through you know back to back but uh that's where we're at that tornado last night was something else tides for today these are galveston channel tide predictions and we have two tides today we had a low that occurred just after midnight at 1 16 a.m it was a negative 0.1 and our next tide this morning is 9.26 a.m. It's a 1.5, a high tide. So we got one tide to work with this morning. 7.17 a.m. at sunrise, 7.33 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase, 11%. Current conditions right now, pretty much all the winds are uh, what wind there is is out of the west, kind of west-southwest, mostly west, though. But... Uh, down on the Galveston Channel, it's 70 degrees this morning, 69-degree water with a west wind at 7. Barometric pressure still fairly low at 29.79 inches. Eagle Point, 72 degrees with 68-degree water, a west-southwest wind at 2. And at Morgan's Point, it's 70 degrees with 66-degree water, southwest at 6. 
So it's uh, pretty calm this morning. Pretty much uh, that's where we're at today. Looks like a good fishing morning. And, uh, you know, I hope all the guys and gals who ever fished the uh, the uh, Legend Series yesterday had a good day. But I was kind of looking at some of those uh, those uh, weights and everything. It looks like pretty much over half the field didn't even catch a trout in that tournament. That's uh, pretty tough. I was real surprised as good as the weather was yesterday. So, anyway, well, let's run over east of town to the Golden Triangle area, and let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake and see how he's doing this morning. Bill, good morning. How are you, bud? Hey, how are you, man? Oh, I'm all right, man. I'm here. It's it's Saturday. <laughs> it's Saturday. You're right. And uh, we're up here at uh, 4 in the morning talking. <laughs> 4 in the morning. Uh, yep. Early to bed, early to rise. Fish like hell and make up lies. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good at that. I remember my uncle, Uncle Willie, had that uh, had that plaque over his top of his counter at his parts store for years back in the day. He was uh, he was a big fisherman, and uh, I always looked at that and I said, "Boy, how true can that be?" Right there. <laughs> that is right. Well, it's uh, there is some good fishing going on over here right now. Well, that's good. Well, I've been seeing a bunch of uh, meat shots out of. Uh, Calcasu. Oh, I bet. I mean, no big fish, but, uh, you know, the redfish look like oversized laying next to those little trout, but they're catching a lot of, a lot of fish, keeper fish. I've not seen, uh, I've not seen anything from over there. I, I don't, I'm not hooked up with anybody, but they must be catching fish because they're not over here. They're not over there. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. That's always they're a telltale sign. Oh, yeah. If they're catching fish in the spring, they ain't going to be over here. They're going to be where they are because mm. it's so much easier for them to be home, you know. Sure. You know, and if they've got if they've got a uh, deficit of fish, you'll see them all over here. Exactly. But I don't go the other way. I do not go to Calcasieu. Um I know a lot of people have uh, guided over there over the years, but. And I I did go over there during the early days, but it uh, I got enough to do where I'm at right here. I remember one day we started out wading Sabine Lake, and had a just kind of an okay morning. You know the water didn't look real good, and we caught a couple of nice fish, some big ones, and we loaded up and went to Calcasieu, waited over there all afternoon, and uh, caught a few good fish, and then loaded up and came back to Sabine. And wade fish till dark <laughs> that evening, and uh, <laughs> it paid off. We we got in them. We got in them big time about an hour before dark. So that's covering. Now that's what that's covering some that's territory. Call, yeah, that's what you call a marathon fishing. Trip. Yeah, I couldn't do that now. That'd kill me. <laughs> it would me too. <laughs> Even doing a double almost wipes me out anymore. Oh yeah, I, man, I'm just not that mad at them. No. Still got Every the instinct in, in the heart. I just don't have the physical ability to go from daylight till dark wading mud flats and stuff anymore like the old days. No, I'm not uh I'm not even gonna do that. It's bad enough out of the boat trying to pull it's them all day or like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had 
lots of times I'd, I'd get in that get in that boat at dawn and get out at <clears throat> about two o'clock, clean fish, grab a quick sandwich or a burger from across the causeway, and turn uh-huh. right around and get back in the boat and go again. And uh, I think really that's just a bit much. Yeah. It, uh, hey, back when you're young, you can't get enough, man. You're mad at them. Just get them all. That's true. <laughs> I can't believe I was ever like that, but I'm, I mean, I. Well, you look back at it and go, time. how did we do that? I mean, why did we do that? It just, uh, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why? We'd fish those bass tournaments and we'd, uh, stand on that deck from, Dawn until way in the afternoon, and uh, go home, put your crap up, get everything together, retie your lines, get up the next morning, go fish. Do it again. Tournament. Yeah. Yep. Do it again. That was high uh, pressure fishing. High pressure. <laughs> Man, my yeah. older brother, he was he was an animal about bass fishing. It was just we had a little bass uh, club in the lake deal membership thing that we belonged to for 35 years or better maybe 40 years you know out near me and had three lakes there and they were full of bass and then some days you go out there and you think man there's not a fish in this lake you know on those dead (laughs) dead bite days but uh he was hardcore he he'd work all week and then on friday nights he and i'd go out there with our little outboard and trolling motor and everything and put it on our flat bottom we had chained to a tree and at midnight we would be in the water casting and uh throwing <laughs> throwing hell razors and, and and stuff like that during the dark hours catching big old bass and then i couldn't get him to go home the next day we'd fish till well till dark sometimes we'd do an all-nighter and then till dark the next day and then on sundays oh. we just we'd just die you know yeah. Lay, up, lay up on Sundays. <laughs> he was, man, he was mad at him. Yeah, I've known a lot of people like that. I guess I never was that mad at him, but come to think of it, I'd, oh, he I'd go fish on the, we'd go get, uh, get on the pier in the afternoon at Rollover Pass and fish all night for trout. Right. And the next morning, when the sun started up, we'd go wade fishing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fish yeah. till ten, eleven o'clock, and then go and, and lay up on the pier, or go throw a towel on the beach and <laughs> sleep for about three hours. Get up and go fish the afternoon stretch till dark. Boy, and you talk we, about feeling terrible. We used to do that. We'd go down and flounder all night down at East Matagorda Brown Cedar Cut. We'd flounder all night, then come back and then uh, eat some kind of something so-called breakfast and then when the sun came up we'd uh you know if the surf was calm we'd fish the surf and then the cut itself and catch trout and then everybody would i don't know lay up about ten thirty and take about a three or four hour nap and boy you talk about waking up in that old hot and you're gritty with sand and just oh man oh, oh. i can't believe we used to do that we'd come yeah, home with a cooler it. full of flounder and a cooler full of trout yeah <laughs> and said right. i've had enough of this we're not ever going back and in a weekend or two later we'd go back and do it again yeah as soon as the, as soon as the wind calmed down we'd be back down there again oh yeah 
That's all we was looking for was a wind to drop. Well, I wonder how many people miss rollover right now. I, I do, and I wasn't even about fishing anymore, there. But I still, you know, you're getting a conversation around a bunch of fishermen. They're still mad. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm upset about it. I wasn't even fishing there anymore, but I was still upset because it was uh, a great place for bank fishermen. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I don't know how it's affecting the bay. I'm, I'm real curious. I wish I had the, the statistics about how that how that has either changed or not changed the uh, the fishing there in the upper reaches of East Bay. I'm just really curious about how that's going to work out. I hadn't heard any big runs back there anymore. Yeah. I, well, for one thing, you you couldn't get any tide runners in through the cut. No, that's so that's over. That, you don't get any new fish. It's just fish that raise in there. I, I suppose that some of them could swim all the way around from Bolivar back all the way, but uh, how likely is that? You know, mm-hmm. not too sure. But it was a great fishing hole. Yep. Back in the day, that opened. Uh, I think they opened that up in 1955 when it was completed. Yep. That's right. We, I think my dad and I started fishing there in about, oh, 61, right in there. I was 12 years old. I remember that. What a deal. Well, it had been, it's been closed since uh, the fall of, what was it, 2019? I think it was early October. Yeah. They closed it. So. Well. Just glad they left the bridge in there because uh, next big hurricane that hits, they'll need that bridge. Maybe some water under that bridge. They <laughs> might clean be. it out. Blow it out of there. That's a narrow, narrow strip of land. I mean, well, they're gonna get them a nice pier down there. I know they're gonna, they're gonna build them a pier and a little park oh, yeah, and all that is, for them. Yeah, when is that gonna happen? Well. I really couldn't tell you. I know it's supposed to happen. Yeah, I heard that too, but uh, hadn't seen them drive a piling yet. I saw the plans for it, you know, the layout. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I saw a picture of it. Big deal. Been a couple of years now. <laughs> yeah. Here it is four years later. Still waiting yeah, where'd on that, that money go? Where'd that <laughs> yes, money go? Exactly. Well, if they build the Ike Dike, you know, that, that might change things around. Boy, that project, we won't live to see the completion of that. That's may not live to see project. the beginning of it. <laughs> not either. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're right. Oh, We're living shoot. on borrowed time. Let me knock this commercial break out, Bill. Hang on. I'll be right back, buddy. All right. All right, buddy. Well, you know, folks, Big Big D Marine, they're having their grand opening of their newest store in Hitchcock, Texas. That's on Highway 6, April the 15th. Go by and shop great deals on a fine selection of center console boats like Blackwood, Camus, G3, XL, Crestliner, Outboards by Mercury, Suzuki, and Yamaha. Mention my name, get $1,000 and a free 20-hour service on your new rig. They'll have a live band, free barbecue, and refreshments. Call them at 
4408. That's Big D Marines Grand Opening, April 15th in Hitchcock, Highway 6. Don't miss it. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 418 here in the Bayou City. Bill, we are back. Thanks for the hold. Oh, no problem, buddy. Hell, I just got a got text a from our uh, buddy Vaughn, the plumber. Oh, yeah. What's yeah, he at, uh, well, there's, he sent me a match, uh, an attachment here I opened up, and I was uh, didn't have time to read all of it during the break, but it's a massive beach resort and private airport coming to the Texas coast near Houston, which will be on the Bolivar Peninsula. Golly. <laughs> it's a 41,000-square-foot beachfront ice house with a sports bar and grill with full-service dining and entertainment decks. And, um, wow. Yeah. It's uh, an investment group. They're looking to change the face of Bolivar Peninsula with a 110-acre multi-phase beachfront development that includes a hotel and beach resort and a private airport. Wow. Check that out. I saw yeah. something about that. Uh, this beachfront development in Crystal Beach will be coming in the summer of 2024. Well, that will... Uh make the property value skyrocket down there. Yeah. Huh. Even and, uh, more so than they've already tripled and doubled and quadrupled. <laughs> I knew I should have bought a beach house at Bolivar. <laughs> That's right. Should have bought, should have, could have, would have. Should have, could have, would have. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, they're, fe- they're featuring a, a private guest clubhouse with twin Olympic pools and cabanas and a bar and grill and a large event floor with wraparound shade porches. The 
There will also be a spa and restaurant, and their plan includes a private FAA-approved full-service airport just minutes away from the resort itself. It's well, called the uh, Zoo Beach Bar and Grill. The Zoo? Yeah, beach the Zoo bar. is a 41,000-square-foot beachfront ice house. And the Zoo uh, developer said the Zoo will feature multitudes, I mean multitudes of big-screen TVs and views overlooking championship uh, beach volleyball, pickleball courts, and other recreational sports like power drinking. No, I, I'll just add, live that. I'll put that in there myself. Uh, <laughs> plus a peninsula of resort cottages. It's a private beach resort uh, comprised of one to two and four bedroom studio cottages there on the water with access to the guest clubhouse, veranda bar and grill, and swim club, pickleball courts, recreational lake, and beach cart trails and more. Goodness. Okay. Wow. I can keep going. That's enough. That's uh yeah. Well, unbelievable. Here we go. They must they must be out of places to go build stuff. They really need <laughs> they really need that Ike Dyke. Protect that. Oh wow. Unreal. Man. That is unreal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Well, getting back to reality. Yes, uh, let's talk about it now. <laughs> have you been able to fish any here in the last couple of weeks? Uh, a couple of weeks, week before last, this past, but uh, I didn't this week. It was uh, cold and windy the two mornings I wanted to go, and I'm glad I passed because all my buddies, they, they pretty much bombed out. And I got better later in the week. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. this upcoming week will be a little better, and I can. Uh, I just I want to get a couple of certain wind directions or no wind. I want to go check some other things out, places I hadn't been able to fish because of the weather. You know, there's just right. a lot I need to look at that I hadn't been able to. Yeah, that that uh, that front we had last week. Good grief! That man. Not only did it kill about half of my garden. It, uh, oh, I can't it believe totally that. wiped out the water temperature. It, uh, the whole Sabine Lake was in real good shape. It was getting really nice. But can we you believe how fishing. fast it's come back? Usually it takes a, a while to warm it back up, but, boy, it's really popped back up. Yeah, it uh, it got all the way down to 53 in the lake. Yeah. I and I mean, that's like a 20-degree drop yes. in about a two-day period. Then it jumped up. Uh, slowly, it came back, came back, came back, and the trout responded to that. And uh, when it hit about 64 degrees, they lit off. The water cleared in most of the bay, and, I mean, redfish never left. You know how tough they are. Yes. But the trout the trout moved offshore and scattered all over. Well, it was kind of a shock to them, that kind of drop, that, it, that you know, drastic but one thing that helped us warm back up, it wasn't enough of a front to really cool the guff down. The guff had warmed up enough, and it That's held right. its temperature. And then these uh, these uh, good spring tides we've been getting, these incomings, uh, brought that warm yep. water with it. Yeah, and the marsh filtered out the mud hole. Yes. And once that water clarity got back to about, oh, I guess maybe a foot, foot mm -hmm. and a half, 
started getting that uh, more tea stain color to it. Yeah. That's that's when and that and the water temperature lit them right back off. Right. You know. And we we got we don't have a lot of big fish, but we got, you know there's some four pounders coming around. They'll grow up. I mean, we just got to give them time, and it, you know I know we're all sick of catching pencils, man. But uh, we just keep catching them and throwing them back and. You know, every year they yeah. grow a little more. And once you get them in the seven, eight, nine-year-old range, then we have our big toads back like we've been accustomed to our whole life, you know. I hooked an honest five-pounder the swallow. other day. Right. I mean, that that was a real fish. Uh, and I, she just kind of did a somersault in the air, you know how they'll do, forward toward me. Mm. Threw that jig one way and she went the other. <laughs> yeah. But uh, everybody in the boat got to look at that fish. And, you know, that was a solid five at least. And we took a four out of that same spot. See, and we're not yeah. far away from that, Bill. I mean, two or three no. more years, we'll, we'll be consistently catching those four or five and six-pound fish. I mean, those are nice fish, man. And that uh, that really excites everybody that gets everybody fired up and gets them back into you know fishing hard and then yeah. and when you get lucky you'll pop you a seven or an eight and uh yeah and just uh we've just i mean look what this uh this upper coast has been through just since 2015 i mean think about oh, that. oh it's horrible horrible yeah then uh, we had our I don't own know many uh bay systems that could have uh withstood that <laughs> no, we we had our own little private flood over here in 2016. Yeah. In the spring, spring of 2016, we had the Sabine flood, which was a record flood. And uh, Toledo Bend liked to wash out. I remember and that. Boy, they thought the dam was going to burst. They did. Remember that? Uh, they were real nervous uh, about that. Yep, yep, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I lived behind it. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been scared the heck out of me, you know. And then followed by Harvey in a couple of years. And, yeah, in twenty seventeen, uh, both, both the rivers ran together, and uh, <laughs> around I ten. I mean that that was just. Hey, just like, think we, about the amount of water just from uh, Houston Baytown area all the way through all that area clear to Port Arthur. You know all east of there i mean I, there's got to be some aerial photos when that was just no, i mean you could have you could have driven any boat you wanted to from baytown to port Arthur. <laughs> you down sure i-10 could. right down i-10 yeah. yeah highway 12 was underwater i mean think about how much water that is and it and it all flows you know to the low end to the bays and and everything else to the gulf that's nuts I thought that uh, that would be the wipeout of our trout fishery. I really did. I said, well, I've seen lots of stuff here, but this is going to kill it. Well, if that didn't wipe it out, nothing will. No, I believe that. I mean, we, I uh, mean, we won't live to see another flood like that. Let me knock on some wood here. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking on the side of my head. Well, we remember we said that after Allison. I oh, will never see another one like this. You remember Allison. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I do. Or, and here come Harvey. Jeez. Well, it's, uh, it's, we've seen, I, I don't know what else I'd live to see 
that I haven't seen in the last 24 years. I mean, uh, <laughs> I can't even believe it sometimes. I look back on, on all of the, all of the uh, disasters we've had and freezes and this and that and bad hurricanes. And, Man, we've been and, over here. We've had, you know, two big-time major freezes in the 80s. And then yeah. remember that big oil spill back in the 90s? Yep. It shut the whole bay down, a big collision on the ship channel. And uh, closures from that and hurricanes, you know, Alicia and Ike, that was two big ones, you know, that hit Galveston Bay. And yep. then we had, you know, you know, just not long ago, we had that Reformate uh, collision where a barge and a ship collided and dumped all that nasty stuff into the bay, dead fish everywhere. They closed the bay down for that one. Then the ITC fire, not to mention seven years of flooding with Harvey right <laughs> in the middle years. of it. And then before all that, we had like four years of severe drought. So Yeah. Well, this, uh, I'm going to say that the, the upper coast of uh, Texas and I'm sure Louisiana too, we're, those fisheries are resilient. they got to it, be. But this, our population of trout is improving steadily every year. Um, it uh, and there's, there's a lot of fish this year, a lot of good solid fish. You know, I'm seeing right. more and more 16 to 18s, and that it would get like that. And I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part to help Louisiana, uh, even though I might be the only one doing it. I don't keep my limit. That they can't figure out how to to adjust their limit. To where it needs to be so and they say that it don't matter if uh the guides keep their limit texas knows that it does yeah i beg to i differ. don't know what's i don't know what's hard for them to figure out about that I don't but they say they're going by the numbers and the numbers show this and the biomass all that, that. i mean tell well, you, if, when if, you if, got, if you if you can only grow 12 to 13 inch trout to satisfy everybody then hey there you go you got what you got you can't tell me that it don't make a difference when you got three guys in your boat and you get into them good and you catch 45 and then you put your 15 on top of that guess what that's 60 fish and the system just can't stand that anymore well just think just as you as a guy just say if you ran 100 trips a year you know, I know you run more, but if you just run a hundred that you limit out the whole boat in, well, just the guide alone—that's fifteen hundred fish per boat per guide. That's a there year. There you go. See, that's uh, and uh, it does add up faster than you think. Uh, At the end of the year, I've you're going, "Wow, a lot of a lot of dead I, fish." I've seen it when the the limit. You know, <laughs> back in the days, I worked for old Kent Carlson's lodge over there. We would bring in five boats, three people each, and put 500 fish on the floor of the fish cleaning room. Yeah, five, that. that's a mountain, a mountain of trout. Oh yeah. And we did that. We did that often. Yes. And uh, you want to know where your fish went? No, right. no fishery, no shallow bay can withstand that kind of pressure. No. And we had a 
good fish too. I'm not talking about just dinks. I remember when I first started fishing Sabine Lake, they they were still being able to gill net the Louisiana side. They were still gill net. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it took them forever to pull there. the nets out of the water over there. So. Oh shit. Oh well. And after they did, look how big those fish got in that in that bay system over there. Remember oh, that's quick. Started yeah. catching a bunch of big ones in the late nineties and. Man, that's it was right. unreal. It was. It was great. All right, that's Bill, I got to run. I'm out of time right. again. Hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing Sabine Lake, how they get a hold of you, bud? 409-673-9211. Or fishsabinelake.com. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, Bill, have a good weekend. Always a pleasure talking to you, and I'll talk to you next week. Catch them up, man. You got it, buddy. Later. Bye-bye. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 435 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with the fish dude this morning. Richard, good morning. What's up? Not the temperature, that's for sure. It doesn't cool down, but it feels good. There ain't no it's, doubt. It's Where nice it and balmy and humid down here on the coast. I hear you. It was 51 when I left the house. It's 58 down here. I'm almost to the lake. I'm yeah, you're like cooler up here. Yeah, it cooled down quite a bit. So, but that's all right. The wind ain't blowing. That's the main thing. Good night. That wind has been getting it. 
Boy, how about That's that tornado right. in Mississippi last night? Jeez. Oh, I didn't even see that. So I don't yeah, that's uh, I've heard about it. I'm looking to see more on it. There's not a lot out about it yet because it's dark, but uh, I heard it was pretty, pretty. Well, I think it stayed on the ground for a, made a hundred mile path or something. That's nuts. Goodness, that's some a little long town way up there, Rolling Fork, uh, got Ugh. pretty much nuked. Looked like a bomb went off in it. They said I, I know there's eight or ten man, dead. They're man. saying so far, pretty Good sad. Night, man. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, you got you got to feel for them folks. I mean, there ain't there ain't nothing you can do. Yeah, cars flying through there like Tonka toys, man. Goodness, that's horrible. Yeah, but them storms. I mean, they've been blowing through there. This year's been pretty bad with tornadoes for the you know kind of the uh, central to east coast. Yeah, I mean it's uh-huh. just it's been bad this year. You know, North Georgia. Florida, stuff like that. There's been quite a few in those areas, too. Not to mention you that know, big one we had down here in Pasadena. Oh, Deer I know. Park. I mean, goodness. It's, it's just crazy. They've been blowing up everywhere. You know, and that's, that's, uh, that's one of those things that when I when I was young, I lived out in Midland. Well, that was Tornado Alley. That was one of the things you got yeah. used to. One of, my, one of my reoccurring dreams out there is I'd I thought me and my brother's outside playing, and one came down and sucked all his hair off. So maybe that's why he's bald to this day. <laughs> I don't know. His hair off. <laughs> oh, that's what that used to be a dream I had when I was a kid. Because I mean, like I say, you grew up, grew up with them tornadoes, and you'd see them coming. Because out there in Midland, I mean, it was it was wide open. This is back in the '60s. I mean, there when you wasn't. You say no, Midland? That reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> Friday night lights or whatever it was about Odessa yeah, Perman yeah. and the Booby yeah. Miles said he's just mad because he's from Midland. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'll tell you what, you know, it's, but you know, that was, a, that was a true thing. That was a, I mean, big time rivalry. Still, yeah. <laughs> big time rivalry, rivalry. It still is. Midland Lee and, and Odessa Perman. Yeah. It, I mean, that's what, that's what's funny because it's, yeah, you know, well, I, I remember torn that. Torn dead oil boys out there that were just, they were bad to the bone. I remember, you know, not my high school, but my rival high school in Baytown, Baytown Sterling, that's who they played in state, was Odessa yeah. Permian, and they just, they got wiped out, I think, 35 to 7. Oh, good night. I, I mean, it was, but see, that's all they had to do out there was, I mean, there was nothing. You know, Midland and Odessa were, were the closest things you had Monahan's, but it was just a Football little necklace. bitty town. That's it. That's man. it. I mean, that's, there was nothing else. So, I mean, it's, and that was, you know, I just I remember I went to school out there up until the fourth grade, and then after that moved over here to East Texas, found all this water and got addicted. Yeah, ruined you. So, you just plumb water. It did. <laughs> I guarantee you. Well, see, you know, we'd go to Lando all the time when I was when I was really young, and I. We go down there to the Atlanta River and stuff, and, and you know, roll them rocks around, and catch elgrimites, and go out there and catch fish on them. And I was, I was hooked there. And even in pond fishing, you know, you go pond fishing. What I used to do at a, around the pond, and most people would get all this different kinds of bait and stuff like that. I just walk around the pond, and see what I was jumping. And that, that's what I used for bait, whether it be grasshoppers, frogs, or whatever. If I couldn't find none of that, I'd just go find something crawling around on the ground. Because, I, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot. 
pack of hooks cost a lot. You know, people didn't, a lot of people didn't, didn't realize that they, you know, I'd, we scraped scraps. Yeah, we were lucky to have a cane had. pole or a sapling and uh, uh, string and line pole. to fish with back in the day, man. I know. I mean, we thought Daddy was fancy when he got him a fiberglass cane pole that had a reel on it. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, we thought, man, look at that. That's sharp. I mean, cause we used to just old cane pole you cut down in the ditch and let it dry out a little bit and use it for a while and then finally bust and go get you another. You know, I mean, that's that's what we used to do all the time. Then, you know, take inner tubes like down the Lano River. We used to take them, just a regular old car inner tube and straddle, uh, strap it around yourself and go. Take off down that Lano River. When you hit a deep pocket, you'd have something to help you float on. Yeah. The rest of the time, you just carry it around your waist, and you fishing, wade fishing all the way. Now we the death toll, I month. just saw the, here on the news, the headline, at least 14 killed in Mississippi tornadoes. So, Man, that's it had it's to up to 14 now. Sleeping. When I got up, it was 8, and then I got to work, it was 10, and now it's 14. Oh, it's going to be more than that. I yeah, it's, it. if it's, it's bad. If it's climbing like that, it's, you know, when the sun comes up, it's going to be worse. I mean, that's what's so bad. I mean, it's, man, I, but you, I mean, Mother, Mother Nature, I mean, it's the whole time she's sitting there telling you, you better act right, and you better get out of my way. And I guarantee you, that was, that's just horrible up there. But, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you can't do a whole lot, you know, unless, Unless you got you a basement, and I know none of us down here have them, but nope. uh, up there, you know, the up, storm up cellars. Up. You know, they used to be big yes. back in the day. My dad, I remember the stories when they'd get a big <laughs> blow coming, they'd all go get in the storm cellar. Well, yeah, you know, you, you hear about that, and then you know, like when I remember, I remember all everybody talking about, you know, the doomsday too, getting them bomb shelters. Everybody started building them bomb shelters years ago because they thought they were fixing to get nuked after that Cuban Missile Crisis. So, yeah. I mean, it was that was another big thing going on for a while, and you know, I don't know if there's still people maybe, doing those or maybe not. Maybe happening here shortly <laughs> again. Well, I mean, you don't, you never know, that crazy Putin, a knucklehead. But I mean, it's that you know the thing is, the world. Uh, hopefully, he's not that crazy. I, I mean, I just. Well, the I'm world's a dangerous place, you know. We don't, you it, know. It's just we got to accept that. It really is. That. I mean, with these, with these, all these bugs and germs and and nukes and everything else out there. I mean, you know, and that's that's my belief that this this virus that we just COVID virus is part of some of that too. You know. It's, well, uh, we know the truth about it now. Yeah, it was man-made. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, the thing is, it just. I've always, I've always, uh, I'm, I'm not one of these doomsday preppers, but I'm, I do believe that there are people out there that, that have uh, ill intent toward others and uh, are trying to find a way to wipe out the population. Yeah, everybody of the just needs to chill out and go fishing. That's what I look at it. I mean, good <laughs> night, leave everything alone, go fishing, go hunting. I mean. You can get out there and go hunt and take all your aggression out on any bird or any animal you want to. You can go out there and go fishing, do the same thing, and just sit back and relax. I mean, good night. Get out, get, uh, quit stressing out the dang much. Yeah, if you that's kill it, don't waste thing. it. Be sure to eat it. Exactly. That's the thing, you know. I, 
I, that, I guarantee you that's one thing I grew up doing is you you don't you don't just destroy it and throw it in the ditch. Lord, you, you get it. a get a good butt whooping for my dad. You kill something. Oh, good Lord, tough. yes. You waste it, and you were in big trouble. I, uh, you better eat it. I mean, my thing is, is if I'm not going to eat it, I'm going to find somebody that will. I'm not going to mm-hmm. let it go to waste, no matter what. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's like years ago we used to bow fish them gar and carp and all that. There's people that eat them, so I guarantee you, I'd take barrels full around and I'd I'd ask people, "Hey, you want these? You want these?" Finally, I'd take them. You know, I'd find somebody who wanted them. Because it's, you know, I ain't going to let them go to waste. That's just the way I was, you know, and it still am. Well, that's the only way to be. Well, you get a 55-gallon drum full of tilapia, or you get a 55-gallon drum full of gar and carp. Hey, what are you going to do with them? Yeah. Now, I I do know, we used to do some bowfish tournaments years ago, and they'd bring in a a cattle trailer, and they'd feed them to the hogs. You know, so they were, you know, they were used, used to feed hogs with, so... But uh, other than that, I mean, yeah. that's there ain't, yeah. you know, unless you go, go. But that's a lot. When you got a bowfish tournament, that's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot. That uh, That's why there's a limit on a alligator guard now. Right. That's why they got the limit. Because, I mean, we saw about trailers full of them, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, didn't take but, long you know, for that but, to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, well, people, I mean, Mickey, you know as well as I do, back prior to, to the mid seventies, conservation. What was that? Yeah, there was no such thing as conservation of any resource when it came to fish. You go went out and caught them. There weren't any limits. You fill coolers full up with them, and you go home and right. clean them and brag about them. And I mean, as I remember seeing a stringer of, of largemouth over at Toledo Bend, all of them over ten pounds. And there's a stringer of 15 of them, you know, and it's hanging on the wall. Yeah. But, I mean, that conservation was not an issue. They did not care. And that's, you know, that's what happened. At, at some point, we started recognizing well, that we need to Well, they started running out of fish, and that's when uh, exactly. catch and release and limits and all that came into play. And look what it did. It saved the bass industry because I remember bass fishing was that tough did. there for a while. I mean, it absolutely did, you know, and that's that's yeah. the thing about largemouth bass. It saved them because they, would, really they would be gone. All right, Richard. Absolutely. I got a roll, man. Charlie's hanging. All right, Mickey. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at com, or just check out the webpage, com. All right, Richard, save some for seed. Don't catch them all, buddy. Uh, yes, sir. Y'all have fun. <laughs> all right, later. All right. all right. Now let's go down to Matagorda and let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, good morning. How are you? Morning, Mickey. How are you? I'm good, bud. How are you? Well, laying low. Got canceled on again today, so. Well. Not going to be out there enjoying this beautiful weather. It's uh looks nice for today, the morning part anyway. It's looking good. Yeah, Light winds, overcast. Yeah. But uh it's that time of the year that uh weather's up and down, more so than ever. So Sure. But 
there still hadn't been a lot of people fishing, Mickey. It's uh, in fact, I'm starting to see a lot of old pictures posted on Facebook now. So yeah, I've been uh, seeing a lot of that lately. Six years ago, ten years ago, you know, I'm going. Everybody that's, that's uh, bored or fishing that bad, what's the deal? I'll see something like that, and it'll catch my attention, and I go, no, nah, that can't be now. Those fish are too big, and then you look at it, you know. Yeah. The repo. Well, that's a, call, that's a calling card. That means I need business. Call me. That's what, yeah. that, that's, what that's all about. So. And some people don't look to see that it, you know, it's an old picture or, you know, whatever. They just think now and get on the phone. Let's go. Yeah. 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 A lot oh, of them are doing trick. it. Yeah, yeah. It used to work pretty good. <laughs> Tried it myself a few times. <laughs> so, oh man! No, it's really been a pretty good fishing week. Uh, you know, the best days. I wasn't fishing Monday or Tuesday when the weather was cold and nasty. That's when the fishing was the best over here. Right. That's when they were eating. There was some pretty good catches. But uh, I, I I didn't even look at see what those boys did in that tournament yesterday. I, I think I counted nine boats and came back over here this way. Right. Who's winning it? I think uh, Sweeney and uh, Clark Jordan and that that crew are leading. Total stringer, you know, hmm. trout and reds. I'm looking for it now, and I don't see it. I'm gonna have to go specifically to their website, I guess. Legends. I'm scrolling like crazy, and I don't. But it uh, it looked like about half the field didn't even catch a trout yesterday. Yeah. Well, these fish over here are not everywhere. They're in one area. Yeah. That's where they're all fishing. And uh, yeah, same over here too, man. If you're not uh, no specific spots, you're gonna water haul. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much the way it's been all winter long where these mm -hmm. fish are. So. I don't know. You know, we are we are seeing some bigger fish now. Uh, you know, more so than than recently. So it'll take some time, but things will come back. <clears throat> I uh, I went down west yesterday, looking around, made a few waves down there, and uh, pretty dead. Right. We're not on a very good tide schedule right now either. Uh, it's just the way it is. Yeah, we only have one tide today and then coming this morning. That's it. Standing high all yeah. day. Yeah. So you're either on them or you're not. So true. No in between. No. No, not at all. No mediocrity. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I just like to say, how's fishing? Mediocre, man. Mediocre. I'm being like. Instead of saying, well, it was bad for me today. Yep. Yes, sir. That's the way it is right now. But it makes you appreciate those good days, man. Golly. Where'd they go? We had it so good for so long over here. That, uh, that little old freeze did a number on us for a while. Just amazes me how much dead water there is. I mean, places that we used to catch fish. Right. You know, you could go there and you know you're going to catch Same some here. fish. Yeah. And they're not there. There's nothing. 
You know, that puzzles me. I mean, nothing's showing back up there. The Dead Sea. Yeah. Great Salt Lake. Yeah. God, I heard you talking about that that stuff that's going to go on in Bolivar building. That is that over around where Rollover was? Is that where they're building? Man, that? I don't know. It's a uh, it's a hundred and ten acre deal. I mean, there's not that. You it's got to be as long as skinny. Yeah, that's got to be what all that close of of, of the of uh, Rollover was about. Yeah, but well that that's just a little piece, you know. Hmm. I guess uh, I I don't know. Well, they just uh, little by little keep destroying all our good fishing. Yeah, and uh, I've been seeing reports of uh, closing Texas beaches to the public. Been seeing a lot of that. Remember the. We went through that years back that they were wanting to close all the beaches, which some of them they did. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like uh, Hillman found something and sent it to me and Bob yesterday, but it looks like uh, the emergency limits won't stay at 3. August 31st, they'll go back to the 5 per person and the 15-inch minimum for all of y'all down there. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's what they're saying. That's what he sent me. I don't know whether that's good or bad. Well, we don't know yet. I know a lot of guys farther south of you, they want it to stay like it is now. So it's not hurting their business any, and people are still, you know, interested and still have fishing interest. Same here. That's the way I feel. Yeah. I guess so. I guess Parks and Wildlife knows more than we do. They At least they to. think they do. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Well, no, I really thought they'd leave that limit at three. I really thought they would. But I guess not. We'll no. Do what we have to do. Yes. We'll start cleaning a bunch of 15-inch fish. Y'all got plenty of them. Yeah, we do. From what I hear, y'all catch a lot of 15 to 16-inch fish. Yep. We're getting a lot of chunky 20-inch fish now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. are, too. Chunks. Yeah, they're chunks. I fried up a couple of them last night. <laughs> they're growing up, boy. Fresh fish. Yep. Boy, I had some fresh catfish the other night. A guy brought me them. Man, those were so good. Man, that's hard to beat. Man, I couldn't think of the last time I ate a catfish. I don't eat fish like I used to. God, we used to eat fish all the time. I know. Just, just don't eat it. Nope. Now, whenever they change all those limits, you know, uh, the people wanted them fish, so we just don't get them like we used to. No. What we do catch, we clean them for them and let them take them. Right. Uh, that's what's going on over here, Mickey. Yeah, back when the limits were more liberal, uh, even though they took our limits away from us, 
you know, we still had a lot of fish, and people would, uh, you know, always give you a little little bag to take home for fresh fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Don't do it anymore. No. All right, Charlie. Well, rest up, lick your wounds, and get ready for next week, man. Here we go. <laughs> that's right. That's what will yeah. happen. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.